0: Today is yet another Groundhog Day. And you know what? I don't even know what Punks Tawny Phil, little Philly boy over there had to say, because we all know what the real Groundhog Day actually is. We know, we know, yep, this merry-go-round, going round, but like not the fun kind. But before I get into where I'm going with all of this, right? Cancel culture and wokeness and apologies, the repeat, repeat, the like I said, the merry-go-round from hell. Before I get into you know the whoopee, there it is, Goldberg, which by the way, like the real like the Goldbergs did not ask for this. <laughs> Bringing down the Goldberg name. Before I get into this whole, because we are on the heels of this whole thing going on with Whoopi Goldberg, right? like I'm exhausted. And before we get into that, because here's what's going on, what's playing out with that, that's making me kind of think differently. And like what's adding a little bit of layer to all of this chaos to the Groundhog Day, if you will. We're gonna talk about really quickly, Tom Brady. I swear it relates. Really, no, no, I know. Like you are like, listen, all roads do not, or do they lead to Tom Brady and his gorgeous chiseled jaw and his flawless athletic skills, bitch. But here's how, here's how, believe it or not, Tom Brady, the TV, the one, the only, and all of his audacity relate to all of this. No, I swear. Only the masterminds of the cancel me baby community can make this wizardry happen. Okay. So we learned yesterday that Tom Brady is a fit. No Tom. And we'll be like all this at once. Honestly, like we need a break. Like we need to resort our brains to outer space. Okay. So we all know this again, unless you are living with the groundhog, like unless you are his neighbor, unless you are bringing him sugar, you should buy now. I am judging. If you don't know about both of these (laughs) respective situations that played out yesterday, Tom Brady and will be Goldberg, not that they have to do with one another, but a loss. So Tom Brady, OK, he ran out. He announces after his 22 years being the go, being the greatest of all time, he's retiring and snubs straight up snubs Patriots fans Patriots of like two decades of this shit. OK, leaves us out, gone with the wind, nowhere to be seen out of his statement. And this has caused like yet again, nothing can go on these days without a divide. So you have, like, I'm from Connecticut, okay? So I am a diehard Pats fan. And when I say diehard, can I talk to you about football jargon all day long? Absolutely fucking not. What do I look like? Am I here to stand the Patriots and Tom Brady all day? Yes. Okay. So now that we're clear, yeah, see, even my email, I don't know if you just heard that little ring, even my email is chiming in. It's like, bitch bitch like honestly the ghost of NFL's past is like checking in to be like yeah okay you thought okay so anyway Tom Brady so I personally felt like how like the the true audacity to not mention like the Patriots New England that is his legacy but he makes his entire statement about the Tampa Bay who he's been with for like five milliseconds and it has Patriots fans up in arms they're like after everything that we gave after we poured our sweat blood and tears into you and your jaw like are you kidding me the true nerve the true audacity I feel like I was just dumped on Valentine's Day and my birthday are you like slap in the face but then you have other which like I hear it name a lie name a lie Name one. I will give you a second. You couldn't. Okay. So, and then you have the other people on the internet shitting on Patriots fans who feel this way going, are you, you guys are so arrogant. What an asshole way of looking at it. He gave you everything. He gave you all these championships and all these joy. He doesn't owe you dick. Right. And we're like, yes, he does. It is a two way street. Okay. So lo and behold, it's been this whole thing. And it got me thinking about all of this that's played out and continues to play out in pop culture, right? Like with Whoopi Goldberg, we're going to talk about Sean Penn today and his views on masculinity and all this. And it's just so interesting to me, even this Tom Brady thing, and it may be a silly example, but it's kind of true, right? Of how people, depending on their situation, like their life experience, how they look at the world, and how we view everything in like such a subjective lens that is based on our experience. And I know you're like, well, what do you mean? That's what life is you dummy. Like, of course, but I'm just saying when you really think about it, I mean, even think about Tom Brady, you have half of the people saying like, I literally am distraught and I'm going to need severe psychotherapy after this. I feel like I have abandonment issues now. Like I've never had before in my life. And then you have the other people being like, you guys have the audacity. What assholes. So it really gets you thinking, right? Like how our life experience, like how our view in the world of the world is like solely tailored, pun intended to us and like what we've lived and what we've lived and breathe. Now, before I go on with this chaotic mess, I do want to say something. Cause I mentioned birthday. My birthday is tomorrow. Another year around the sun. Like, so help me God. I can't believe it. And I do, before I proceed, I do have one birthday wish. And that is, you know, I don't ask you guys for much, but I do hope. You pass the joy, unlike Pennsylvania Phil, I also call, that's not his name, but that's how I pronounce it, so too bad to Phil. He's spreading not good cheer, but I'm going to ask you to spread good cheer. And my one wish, my one birthday gift is if you guys could share the podcast with w- even one, like one person you think would dig it, would jive, would get down. You know, like Tom Brady gets out on Giselle, which is the only explanation for the goat retiring. She must have the most bomb pussy in the entire world. I am sorry, like in the history of humankind, of mankind, because what is the explanation? But anyhow... Pass it to someone, spread the joy. Sharing is caring. Hose. <laughs> we know this. Okay. So as I emerge from my coma to deal with the news of Tom Brady in that entire. Mess, although I will always be loyal to my man's. The legacy will never be forgotten. And also, I just feel like animosity from non-patriots fans is just because like he wasn't yours. So it's like the person who's jealous of your boyfriend and they're always like have a chip on their shoulder and they're a bitch to you. Yeah, well, he was ours. He still is ours, even if I'm in denial. I don't care. It helps me sleep at night and it makes my world a better place. So okay, Whoopi Goldberg, guys. Oh God, whoopee. Just oh like why? Mm, Okay. Whoopi Goldberg. So Whoopi Goldberg is on The View, which I need next, I've need i been dying, by the way, to do an episode on The View for so long because it is like the most toxic syndication platform program creation that has been brought to this planet. Like nobody, speaking of nobody asked, because we're going to get to that with Sean Penn. People are like, nobody asked for your opinion. Nobody asked for this shit. Okay. It is like, it gives me anxiety to watch it. It is so petty and it is just, Like, it is just the worst. Like, why is this still running? I need an answer. Why? Like, there are all these amazing creators out there. Do I need these ladies nagging and bitching and moving and giving me anxiety like 24-7? It is enough. So the queen, the queen of this, like the sheriff of the woke police, the queen, reigning champion of the PC brigade is none but the Whoopi Goldberg. Now, Whoopi Goldberg on the view I just find this so amusing how it's playing out because she is the first person to sit on somebody like Sasquatch who doesn't believe what she believes to shut somebody up to to not even let someone finish a thought I saw a clip of her a couple months ago they had a former co-host on and the lady is trying to talk to them of course it comes down to write her experience something with COVID Whoopi Goldberg literally straight up took a paint like talk about the playbook of Tom Brady's audacity she has such audacity she's she doesn't even let the girl talk she's like okay now to commercial break like so you get the idea She is like so abrasive with her views. So she is the number one person to like shut someone down, make everything about PC, wokeness and all this. So this is why it's like (laughs) how amusing now that she is at the brunt of cancel culture, right? So to speak. So on The View this week, if you haven't seen it, I'll play a really, cause I feel like saying it doesn't do it justice. Basically they get into a debate about race and about the Holocaust. And here's what she has to say going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. it's, city. Well, no, it's about a, a different but, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's, doing not doing it's not about... But these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, how do we, we have to black people them as white. Men but you're missing the point. You're missing yeah. the point. The yeah. minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, it's... Ha- everybody eats each other okay so she is so adamant it's not about race it's not about race in her mind the holocaust was about white on white crime so later she goes on to stephen colbert she does an apology on twitter and then she goes on to stephen colbert to (laughs) i guess quote apologize but she more so doubles down And what she says is as a black woman, again, keep in mind, this is something who makes everything about race. Okay. So the fact that like this isn't wrapped around her brain is fucking astonishing. It's like, are you what? Like how either? She genuinely didn't know. And was that ignorant or is like, I don't know. We're going to get into this path in a minute. Okay. But she kind of doubles down and she's like, listen, As a black person, she basically says, I see race as what you can see, AKA the color of one's skin, how dark or how light it is, which in and of itself is so idiotic. What if somebody is a really, really light skinned black person? Well, then they're not black because I can't see it. She even makes a comment that's like, if the KKK is coming down the street, and I'm with my Jewish friend, I'm gonna run. And I don't know if they're gonna run because by looking at us, you know, they're gonna know I'm black. They're not gonna know he's Jewish. Cause he's white, which like, we all know again, please like, please, I'm hanging by a thread here. Please tell me, you know, this like, We know that the KKK was trying to eradicate Jews as well, right? So it's just such a fucking idiotic. I hate the word ignorant because it's just thrown around so much lately and in such a like vicious way, but it's just such an idiotic way of what it's like really. So basically, she even says, by her own admission, race to me is color and what you can see, period. So she even says in her interview, she's like, I'm not gonna talk about it again. And like, I'll take your word on it that what happened with the Holocaust was race. Like, that's kind of how she leaves it, right? Like wink wink. So it's just a whole mess. She's obviously getting a ton of backlash. Even Stephen Colbert says, like challenging her, like, well, mm, I'm pretty sure like Hitler and the Nazis like were trying to eradicate the Jewish. Race. Like, and she goes into the anyway, you know what, you guys? The whole thing is so fucking convoluted, honestly. Like, I need to be bobbing for apples and like coffee and sense to make sense of this because it is like so convoluted. And even hearing your feedback on Instagram, because it's all over the map, just shows me how twisted of a manga. Like, it is the matrix, and I am so confused. Okay. So, what happens? So, she ends up getting suspended for the view from the view, sorry, for two weeks. Now, before we get into said so-called punishment, right? <laughs> Air quotes here. Let's, I wanna die, cause I am Jewish, right? You know, and like, I take pride in it all day long and I'm going to talk about Barry Weiss yet again like my Jewish my Hebrew my queen like let's give a shout out to Natalie Portman Gal Gadot like the Israelis I mean let's hear it okay for the gals so obviously like I feel a type of way about this so okay first of all here's something that is upsetting okay so the number one thing that race is only what we can see which as aforementioned is completely idiotic but people now are digging a little bit deeper. You have people like Ben Shapiro talking about this and Barry Weiss, who's talked about this, right? Taking it a step further and getting to the undertone of what Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know if she intentionally meant this, right? But the idea that Jews are people who are white skinned or lighter skinned aren't, don't have it as bad, right? Aren't discriminated against as bad. There's not as much prejudice against them because again, it's that idea of like, we can't see it. And the idea that like Jews are white and they're successful. So they're not really victims or that it's not as bad, right? That idea. Here's an example of this. Okay. To articulate a little bit more, because I know our brains are like truly doing a triathlon into the abyss. So here's an example of this. Okay. The Academy of arts and sciences, which is the same, like the Academy that runs the Oscars, right? When celebrities are like, thank you to the Academy. They just opened a museum in Los Angeles. I actually got the email invite to attend it and cover it, which like, again, who asked for this? Like the same people who asked for the view to keep running the same people for the Academy museum. Like I need an answer pronto. Thank you. So here's an example, and Barry Weiss talked about this recently on Bill Maher, because Barry, as we know, Jewish queen. And she says that this got flack too, because they have the history of the academy and all this, and it completely whitewashes all the Jews who came here and basically created and founded Hollywood. And Bill Maher's like, well, why is that? And Barry, being the sleek ass queen she is, just says so nonchalantly, she's like, well, Because in this narrative now, it's a bunch of dead white guys, old dead white guys. So who cares, right? So like whitewashing that idea of Jews as like a minority and all of this. And it also reminds me too, and this is where it makes me sad. It reminds me of like, we're reminded every other day, right? Like Thanksgiving has to be eradicated and what happened here with indigenous people and native Americans being killed and all of this. And yet the Holocaust would just happen. What we saw of Holocaust survivors just happened 80 years ago it's like what we have amnesia and that's like not of a big of a deal or because it didn't happen on our soil despite the fact that people from there came here you know so again so convoluted so messy but this is where people are getting at the core of something too okay is it shouldn't be about and again i don't know if Whoopi goldberg if this is something that just subconsciously is coming out how she views the world or if like in some way actually was sub this is some convoluted way of like getting at this but, and people on Twitter are saying this, right? So, like, amen to Twitter for making a point that makes sense. Like, amen, bless, bless the day. But it shouldn't be a competition of suffering. It shouldn't be like, oh, you had it worse or this group had it worse, or you don't really know, or this group doesn't have as as bad. It's all horrific and it's all awful. It should never be this, again, like this Olympics of who had it worse, who suffered more, who's discriminated against more because it is all fucking wretched, okay? And not to bring a damper on this, but I will tell you, I mean, I have, like I was at the Holocaust Museum in Israel I will never, I will never get those images out of my head. I mean, I don't know. And I went to the one in DC as well when I was in high school. I don't know if you guys have been there, but it is astonishing. I mean, it is, they have a room. I'll never forget of like all the shoes, right. Filled with people who were killed and kids and of all ages, like, like, it just, It's terrible, terrible. I remember when I was in high school, actually, we had a Holocaust survivor come and tell us a story in the auditorium, his story, and he detailed it. Like, I'm not even going to repeat them, but he gets into such detail, and it is so horrific that I literally remember I had to, like, get up and leave the room. Like, I I could not hang. So, I'm just saying, it's like, we're going to be here, start comparing, like, who had it work. Like, it's just, it's not okay, and it's not a way to be like, it's not gonna fly. So that's what I wanted to say um, about all that. I don't necessarily think that she meant to cause harm. I don't think that she meant this in a malicious or spiteful way. She even says, this is about inhumanity, man-on-man crime, how people treat each other, right? I don't know in her mind if she was comparing it to something else or not, like I said, deep down, but also at the base of it, she even says like, I would never deny the Holocaust. I am not anti-Semitic. I stand with Jews, et cetera, et cetera. But even at the base of it, even it's like a joke, right? Like Hitler's like, whenever you see somebody who is like, you know, tall with the jaw and blue eyes and light blonde hair, like there, I've even seen jokes in pop culture movies, whatever. It's like, Oh, Hitler's wet dream, whatever. So it's like, Again, by their playbook, they were trying to eradicate Jews by race. So again, Whoopi Goldberg, who makes everything about race to and still, you know, not be convinced, like in her Colbert, you know, apology, it just has me feeling a type of way. Um, but here is what I wanted to get at with this, right? Is how it's all being handled. So we know this. This is what is so kind of sad about like the ongoing, you know, cancel culture woke brigade. Like I said earlier, Whoopi Goldberg is the first person to annihilate you, you know, hunger game style for real. If like you slip up or say something that's like not in the narrative. And I feel like how this is all playing out just props that up and supports that idea even more. I.e., Okay, Gina Carano. Now, don't forget, you guys, because I know we love to forget everything. Like, amnesia is rocking. It's rolling. It's pussy popping. Let's not forget, Disney, the same company that fired Gina Carano, who was star of the Star Wars show Mandalorian, for posting a meme, a meme, not going on this whole, and Whoopi's like convinced. She's on a rant. She's like, it is not about race. It is not about race. And Like, she is- on this path. She's on this mission, right? Gina Crono posts a meme comparing every vaccine mandates and all this to the Holocaust. And I did an episode on this back when it happened. And I said, I don't think it's anti-Semitic. You can go back and listen to why. However, Gina Carano, right? Again, posts a meme. Has her agents drop her. Loses this huge Disney deal. Is exiled from Hollywood. Can't get work. She's talked about this, okay? This is the same company. ABC and Disney, they're the same company, my peeps. They're the same. So ABC owns The View. And what do they do if this they're like, here, be take a two-week vacation, girlfriend, to think about, you know, have a Mai Tai, have a pina colada, and think about what you've done. They don't know if they're going to fire her yet, but guys, if this were anyone else, they would disappear like Houdini in two seconds, in a black hat. They would come out as a white rabbit, and you'd be like, wait a minute, I thought I just saw so-and-so, but now they're hopping around on Easter. It's like, literally, that's how fast it would happen. And that's where the double standard comes in. It's like, oh, because Whoopi Goldberg, like it wasn't that bad. She didn't, you know, because again, she is this like woke royalty. It's the same thing as Chrissy Teigen that I said last year in my USA Today op-ed. It's like so selective. It's like they cherry pick. And because it wasn't, again, and it goes into that thing earlier, right? Which is like, it's not that bad. It's not that much like out of our, you know, woke agenda, that kind of thing. So it's like kid gloves. Could you imagine Gina Krana right now? She's like, oh, I see. So I posted a meme and had my life, you know, destroyed. Whoopi Goldberg is out here on a soapbox. Literally might as well have had a megaphone and doing a backflip being like the Holocaust wasn't about race. And she gets a two week vacation basically to sit back. And you know, have a vodka soda. Are you kidding me? And this is where it's such a problem. And this is what I'm going to get to later, but it's like, be consistent. I personally don't think that we, I've said this a million times, right? This shit is going to go round and round and round. Do you remember that ride, the scrambler? I know I brought up the merry go round earlier. Do you remember the scrambler? And it may, like, at the old, fair and you gave your ticket and you would go and you would go with your high school crush and your braces would get locked together on or after the scrambler will like all this because it goes round and round like it's starting to make me a little sick and it's also amusing at the same time and this is what I warned about in my USA Today piece I'm like eventually even the wokest of the woke like Whoopi Goldberg everybody's going to misstep everybody's going to say something not the right way or how they really feel like Whoopi here right and it's going to get everyone so do we just play dominoes until everybody is taken out it's like follow your own rule be consistent it's like you do it with gina carano but not whoopi and honestly this is all unfolding like she could be getting fired right now in real time but I'm just saying, like, you know, someone like Gina Carano is exiled, you know, never to be seen again, put on a de- deserted island. And here is Whoopi Goldberg, like, getting this treatment of being put on a late night show, Stephen Colbert, to talk it out. Not only, like, talk it out and defend herself and, and, like, explain where she stands. But when she says, you know, on Colbert that night, she's like, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not this. I'm not that. She gets, like, a, a, a applause from the audience. So if I'm Gina Carano, again, I'm going... Oh, I see. I post a meme and get this treatment, but Whoopi Goldberg goes on a late night show and gets an applaud from the audience. Got it. Just doesn't add up. Either you fire everybody, do the same exact, you know, protocol for every single person or let everyone talk, which is the route I like to go. Like we are in Aquarius season. Your bitch is Aquarius. We are all about freedom. And I said this about Jenny Wynn with Bravo in my last episode. It's like, Same thing. They cherry pick. So Andy Cohen can go on a rant, ripping the, you know, New York City mayor, five new assholes giving his opinion. But Jenny Wynn gives her opinion and she's fired from Bravo. It's that same idea. It's like either let everybody talk or then fire everybody, I guess, who says something controversial. But you guys are cherry picking and it's such bullshit. And, you know, this is not apple picking like, you know, the fun times at the orchard in New England, rip Tom Brady. But you know what I'm saying? Like be consistent. I've always said it. Be not aggressive, like in your cheerleading team, consistent. Okay, so that's how I feel about all of that. So yeah, I don't think we'll be is really like sorry. We're gonna, we're gonna circle back though. Like our fade email on a Monday when we're not having this shit, we're gonna circle back on her and how she's feeling in her apology and how she's, I, I just don't think that she's convinced, but we're gonna get back to that. But first we're gonna get to Sean Penn. And I also wanna say, after saying all that, I clearly am not an expert, okay, on race relations. Just so you know, I'm just telling you again, my view as it stands, as someone who is in Hollywood, who interviews the stars and who is your favorite Jew so with that said sean penn i don't know if he's a jew but you know what he has some words to say and i am here for it so sean penn okay he was in the news this week because he had some he like whoopie which were it's funny see the parallel doubles down on his views on masculinity so i'm gonna read this to you because if i try to recite it i will just sound like mumble jumble so So I guess he had, he's promoting a movie and he had a quote. Here's the earlier quote, okay, about masculinity. Basically, he's saying men are becoming a bunch of pussies, which like, have we heard this before? Hallelujah. Amen. Bring me to temple, Sean Penn. So he said, I'm in the club that believes that men in American culture have become wildly feminized. I don't think that being a brute or having insensitivity or disrespect for women is anything to do with masculinity or ever did. This is gold money quote right here. He said, I don't think that in order to be fair to women, we should become them. So essentially what he's saying is what I've said on the show before, which is like, just because someone's masculine, that doesn't mean that they're going to be misogynistic or threaten your womanhood or threaten, like we can be individually feminine, masculine in our own lanes and coexist and actually like celebrate and be better because of the one another's differences and support that. And like enrich each other's lives because of that, etc. Like, I have seen on the internet, a bunch of pansy ass, non-masculinity men who were misogynistic. So thank you next. So here's where he doubled down. Um, And he said in a later interview that just happened, I think this week, he said, I have very strong women in my life who do not take masculinity as a sign of oppression toward them. There are a lot of, I think, cowardly genes that lead to people surrendering their genes and putting on a skirt the savagery, but okay. So it's that idea, right? Like I said, and what do you have it like? Fair enough. Fair enough. And I've looked at the feedback pretty split, right? But here perhaps is my favorite. Cause obviously I agree with him. I agree with him point blank. You have Buzzfeed over here. And this is what I'm talking about, about like what so perfectly fits into woke narratives who they cherry pick who they decide to punish who they decide to play cake gloves and they decide not do you know what I'm saying so with Sean Penn here's BuzzFeed they have a they have a, a story about it and they're like no one asked for his opinion oh way to perpetuate toxic masculinity and then they have the nerve to not the nerve whatever I get it they're trying to like fit their little narrative and bring you know, this into the story, but they're like, they in the story and they're like, by the way, let's not forget all of the, you know, domestic dispute, you know, abuse allegations against Sean Penn. Yeah, we're taking masculinity advice from him. And it's just like, again, everything is in that, it's the, it's a woke narrative. It's the woke narrative, period. Period. Even Thandie Newton, who's the star in Westworld. And I love Thandie Newton. I think she's a brilliant actress. I believe I've met her and she's been fantastic. She came out and was like, what a gibbering, jabbering idiot, basically. Like, we didn't ask you. So Buzzfeed covers it and they're cheering her on, right? They're like, rightfully so, Thandie. Yeah, you go, like, shut this up, blah, blah. And so, it just the whole thing again, paints the picture of these narratives that these outlets and like the woke so perfectly tries to fit everything in. Not punishing people so harshly, like Whoopi Goldberg, do you know what I mean? Because she sort of still fits their like, you know, their woke circle, so to speak. And Sean Penn, we're just like, Sean Penn's not tied to a network or anything. So I don't know if there's anyone to fire him. He is just like a lone ranger out there, but I'm saying, but it's like the media, right? is going to, of course, skewer him and be like, what an idiot. And it's just, it's so unbalanced. It's so biased. And again, it's like, it's just silly at this point. And I also want to bring up before I conclude (laughs) this tale of the times, I wanna bring up a comment that one of my dear followers mentioned to me because I talk a lot about gender differences and men and women and masculinity and femininity and all the in between, right? And it feeds into the Sean Penn thing. And she said, basically what they're trying to do, like this is how topsy-turvy backwards all this shit is. Basically what they're trying to do is make women masculine and men feminine. And I was like, wow, actually, yeah, like period. That sums it up. That sums it up right there. And that goes into Sean's pen thing, which is like, why do we have to become like one another to respect one another? Let that sink in. I'm gonna say that again. Why do we have to actually become like one another to respect one another? It makes no sense. And in this game of gender, Talia, (laughs) it's just gonna go round and round and in circles. So where does this all go? Number one, my obvious thing, like I've said throughout this, how wokeness is really a one way street who they decide to punish, and who they don't. And a perfect example to tie it all together is what's going on right now with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, on the biggest podcast in the world, has brought scientists, experts, all these people in the fold to talk about COVID and really controversial doctors and experts and authority figures who are against the narrative and against the grain. So it's become this whole thing. Neil Young, all these artists are like banning Spotify, which like, ta-ta, nice seeing you, like, bye. You know, I respect your freedom of speech, but like, see you later. And I'm seeing all these lunatic headlines. That's like, how to get rid of your Spotify account. How to this, how to that? And it's like, keep in mind, this is what I mean about the woke narratives. It's like, we're gonna crucify Joe Rogan, which by the way, now Spotify is doing all this stuff. Like they're gonna add disclaimers to his app and a hub about COVID info, whatever. It's this whole thing. Meanwhile, he's like, all I'm trying to do is like get to the bottom of it with different viewpoints. But this is coming from the same people who literally, this is what I mean, how like some narratives are accepted and some are not in the woke world. They were having concerts, concerts, like Megan and Harry were there, which by the way, don't give a fuck about them, but I'm just saying like concerts to promote vaccines and all this concerts with celebrities with the president on Jimmy Fallon doing all these obscure music videos right celebrated but then Joe Rogan trying to bring people in the fold has everyone boycotting it is a miracle like thank god for Spotify the green mean machine for not caving to this bullshit okay because it is absurd like the Whoopi Goldberg thing we're just gonna pick and choose and it's such a joke. But my last point on this, back to Sean Penn, back to Whoopi Goldberg, how they both doubled down. With Whoopi Goldberg, her whole thing is with race and obviously gives us such a clear view of how she sees the world, right? Basically in black and white, period. That's how she views the world. And she said it, like I said, by her own admission, okay? And that's how she views race, which is like sad, but it's how she views it, okay? And then you have Sean Penn, like I said, doubling down with the masculinity thing. And it got me like one is race, one is gender, but it got me thinking about like how we all coexist. And it got me reflecting on sentiments I had when I had David Yontef on my show recently, who hosts Behind the Velvet Rope. And I said to him, I'm super, you know, opinionated and all this, but the idea of debate like scares the shit, like literally- (laughs) Sweating on arrival because I always said it's not my job to like fundamentally change someone's mind. Because in my mind, I'm like, that's a sad existence for you, but ta ta, and good luck with that. You know, I'm going to be over here. And once I saw the Whoopi Goldberg thing, I thought to myself, like, huh, it really hits a chord with me. I'm having a real ref- reflective moment here, but it really hits a chord with me, you know, being Jewish, being hot mitzvah, like Baruch Atta, annoyed the whole thing. And is it problematic that she is kind of like, you know what, I'll take your word on it, obviously isn't believing, like I said, that it's about race. But she's like, I'll take your word on it and I won't ever bring it up again, which again is why it's problematic. I think we need to talk stuff out. I don't think we should shut anybody up. I don't think we should ever say, can't talk about this anymore because where's that gonna get us, right? But fundamentally I thought to myself, is it problematic that she, will, she and others will continue to go throughout the world having this view, same thing with Sean Penn. Say you wildly disagree with him. You think that men aren't becoming feminized. You think it feeds into toxic masculinity. And he is going through the world saying this and thinking otherwise and acting accordingly. Maybe others acting accordingly and seeing him double down, you could think, well, no, I need to like change this because it's not okay. And I don't have a solid answer or a conclusion for you guys but I just wanted to show like how that you like this little like, ooh, ooh, how this little dance move. Because it just shows how I feel like I've kind of evolved with this. It's like, well, how much do we fundamentally try to change the way people think? Do we let them just be in their respective lanes and be like, oh, that's sad. your sad little existence in the way your brain works, or- do we try to change the way that they think so we can all coexist, whether it be race, gender, whatever it is, like, how do we coexist? Obviously, I think the overcorrection becomes a problem. So I guess my question for you all is how much do we let people kind of be in their own lane, live and let live, and actually try to change how they think? Because does it, how much does it, I guess, impact and affect the people around them? And- this is going to be a moment, the world. Oh, we got deep today. My God. I hope that you get deep this week. Okay. For my birthday, get some action because that will make one of us. And until next time, Joe Rogan, Tom Brady, you know, all of you people, I will see you with my rabbi popping in temple.